Hey, thanks for joining us for today's bonus episode. I'm so excited to have my guests here, Anna Rose, and we are talking all about relationships and intention and just loving yourself really before you even get into the relationship and figuring out what you even want. And if you're already in a relationship, how do you want to show up? What is the intention that you're setting? Like this is the episode that we all needed and still need. How do you operate in your relationship? How do you empower and move forward in your life knowing that loving yourself comes first? so excited that you're here today. Let's go. Hey, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast. You know, this whole journey, the entirety of this work really was based on this idea that I had shown up in life feeling fine feeling just fine about my life. And I had decided that fine wasn't good enough, that I wanted more. And more than anything, I decided that I wanted to live life on my terms for the first time ever. And season one, the very beginning of this podcast, of this daily journal podcast of what a journey out of that place looks like, Season one really explores a ton of different paths to what was meant to be my destiny. And now we're moving into season two and there have been twists and turns that I could have never expected starting this a year ago. Starting to just show up and ask questions. And if you want to start all the way back in season one, you can start there. If you're starting a journey, it's a great place. There's a lot of exploratory vision work that happens. There's just a lot of movement through understanding myself better and understanding what I even wanted my terms to be. Now that we're moving into season two, this really becomes sort of the coaching portion of walking, walking that dream taking those first steps, some of the things that might happen to you, some of the things that have happened to me as I explore and move into this new path. And so it's really just meant to walk along with you. If you ever needed someone to hold your hand, you ever needed a community to support you changing and challenging and growing, that's what we're here for. We're here five days a week to help you keep growing. That's what the Death of a Dream podcast is all about. We're so grateful that you're here. Hey, welcome everyone. I am so excited for our guest, Anna Rose, today. You will not even believe the amazingness that she brings to this world. I recently found her. We connected on kind of a mastermind class um, for book writing. So we connected there and just kind of vibed a little bit. I've been kind of fangirling all of her content since then. So you'll see a lot of her up in my news feeds, up in my stories, because she is bringing what the world needs right now. So 
without further ado, Anna Rose, I'm going to have you go ahead and tell us about your great thing for today. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for having me. I'm very honored to be a guest here. Um, my great thing for today is that I finished the workbook for my upcoming group coaching course. I've been working on it for weeks. Today, I finished it. And I think as an entrepreneur, it's very important to celebrate stuff like that because it's really easy to be like another thing checked off the to-do list moving on. But that took a lot of work, a lot of energy, and I'm really proud of myself. And we're so excited, me and everybody behind me, we're pumped for you because that's what we're about. Like, let's just celebrate ourselves for a second because gosh darn it, we're amazing. Okay, congratulations. That's a big freaking deal. Um, workbooks are insanity and figuring out how to run a course and figuring out how to get people to show up, like these are not small feats, which just speaks to your amazingness already. So tell us a little bit about you and what you do. Well, I am a life coach and relationship strategist. I think that relationships require strategy, just like business. Um, I started my career as a Hollywood hairstylist about 15 years ago. Um, I worked doing hair and makeup on sets for TV shows and movies for a really long time. And about uh, three or four years ago, I suffered clinical burnout. That is overexhaustion, overexertion, and stress that wreaks havoc on your body and your physical health and your mental health. And I realized that I was not where I was supposed to be. And that's when I shifted into coaching because nothing makes me happier than making women feel amazing about themselves and lifting them up with confidence and filling them with the skills to have the life that they want. So I went and got certified as a coach. I took a bunch of classes and then I started kind of piecing together what I felt like was missing and what I felt like I needed in my journey that I had to really scrap to find. And I wanted to just make it really easy and accessible and all in one place for somebody. Yeah, I love that. And obviously, if you've listened to my show at all, you can kind of piece together why Anna Rose and I kind of vibe. Like that's a similar commonality of a lot of the guests that I have on is like this moment where, whoa, we got to pivot. We got to go somewhere unplanned and just go figure it out. So I think that's so amazing. So tell me a little bit more about being a relationship strategist and how do you do that work? Plus, I just love that title, by the way. Okay. Thank you. I mean, relationship coach, I felt like didn't fit because I'm not coaching you in your relationship. What I do is I coach women on how to approach a relationship and how to go into it with intention and clarity and knowing what you want and asking for what you want and not being afraid to be direct with those things because nobody's going to guess what you want. Nobody's going to guess what you need especially not your partner. They're not mind readers. And you need to tell people exactly what it is that you want and you need to be direct about it. And we're taught as women to be, you know, modest and quiet and not, and not to be too much and not to ask for too much and not to be high maintenance or needy, but asking for what you want isn't any of those things. 
You know, it's just the most basic thing you can do to ensure that you're going to be happy. So the strategy that I kind of teach people is how to, how to date with intention, really. Yeah, I love that. And I think so many times, you know, we're really told to kind of mold and change according to the relationship. And I'm guessing your coaching helps women stay true to who they are versus changing with the relationship or changing with whoever that person is. Do you experience that with clients or struggles with that in past relationships? A thousand percent. I used to really change myself for the person that I was with. You know, if you look back, I mean, it depends on how far back you dig on my Instagram, but I've gone through many style evolutions for various reasons. But a lot of times I was reflecting who I thought the person I was with wanted me to be mm. rather than who I really am. And it wasn't until I decided like, this is BS and I want to step into who I really am as this person, take it or leave it, like me or don't, doesn't really affect me. You know, what other people think about me is none of my business. Right. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what allowed me to have the space and the openness for me to find the love of my life. Yeah. Cause you just got engaged. So you, you probably strategized yourself into that relationship. You know, what I teach in the dating detox and what I, what I kind of coach on is exactly what I did in order to be ready for him. And, you know, I don't claim to be the, the, you know, have all of the tools, but I do teach what worked for me. Right. Which is so impactful because here you were changing, you know, and I think it's great. Like you have actual Instagram proof that you were changing with the men that you were dating. And now here you are in this process, in this evolution and finally sure and confident in who you are and boom. Yeah. Dream man appears. Yeah. And you can actually, I mean, depending on how far you scroll back, you can actually <laughs> see that I look really, truly happy when I start really looking like myself. And you can watch the evolution happen. It's, it's, it's quite interesting. I've been, a, I was an early adopter of Instagram, so I've been on it for about, I'd say probably 10 years. And oh, so, yeah, so we can go quite, all the way back. Yeah. I have quite the backlog. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Um, and it's amazing that you took that and you applied it to help other people because you saw that there was a need for that in people's lives. Cause I've seen girlfriend after girlfriend, sister after sister, people who just let go of themselves, mm -hmm. do things that they have never done before and not in invigorating ways. Like, whoa, yay, I'm going to go skydiving, like in kind of shrinking ways. Can you allude to that at all in, in women and our need to feel and make ourselves small in relation to dating? Yes, absolutely. I mean, we are, you know, we live in a, not to get too like overly feministy on you, but we live in a patriarchal society. So our societal norms are impressed upon us as we are women, we must make ourselves small, we must be quiet and accommodating, you know, be nice, be pretty, be agreeable. And while all of these things are like nice concepts, they don't actually allow us to be who we really are. 
right? They don't allow us to, to expand into the person that we want to be because we're restricting ourselves with what we think other people want us to be, mm. what we think society wants us to be, what we think the men that we date want us to be. And so we put all of this pressure on ourselves to be a certain way when we just need to be who we are. If you show up authentically as who you really are, the people who are for you will be for you. And then the people who are not will fall away. Right. You yeah, know, and and letting them go is a practice. Yeah. And you don't want to, and I know that it's hard because I think specifically as women, there's this idea that like, we should just make everybody happy and attract everyone and, and be that person for everyone. Be that girl, love everyone. And it's so empowering to just completely let that go and let it fall off and just exist the way you were meant to. Yeah. And, and I've had the struggle actually in business of wanting to be for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. Like I want my coaching to be for everyone. I want my programs to be for everyone. They're not for everyone and that's okay. I can't make everybody happy. I'm not pizza. Right. You know? No one is. No one is pizza. Yeah. So I just have to go with like what feels good for me, what feels true, what feels authentic. And then people, even strangers, can sense that. They can know that and then they're drawn to me. Yeah, because, you know, I've experienced that in my work and I can feel within an instant, like, oh, there's, this isn't right. Or even if I get on to interview someone and talk to them, I can just feel that there's not a click here. And it's, it's because you're choosing, you attract, you only vibe with what, works what you're about and people who are on a similar wavelength and yeah and there are a lot of different ones right like uh you and i may share you know a similar experience with our past lives and having this moment and now we're in this place where it's like i just want to decide and i want it to be on my terms and i'm going to trust the universe to put the things in play for me that are meant for me and that's not everybody's vibe um, yeah. but you do, you, you, it's amazing to me how true that is. You will attract what you put out. People can feel it. They can't even resist it. If they tried, they can't. Yeah. I always say like, what's for you will find you mm -hmm. as long as you stay aligned to who you really are. Yeah. So walk me through a little bit you get, you probably get kind of specific with what you outline for what women are looking for. Walk me through that a little bit without giving away all your trade secrets. Um, but what does that look like for women and, and how do you walk them through kind of demanding what they want out of a relationship or a significant other? Well, I always call them um, qualifiers. So I think it's really important to know your qualifiers. Um, what are the things that you need to match up with this person on? And here's my rules. The list is fluid. It's ever changing. It's, this is not a deal breakers list and there are no physical traits allowed on this list. So him being over six feet tall, not a qualifier. They need to be specific. And the, all of these things, for example, you want to have kids qualifier. Do you want to get married qualifier? 
do you want to live in the same place your whole life? Or do you have dreams of living in a van and traveling the country? Do you want to live in another country? Do you want to own a home within the next two or three years? These are qualifiers because these are the things that if you aren't clear on those in the beginning will lead to the end of your relationship eventually. Yeah, I, I love that. And I think that's so important. Having those kind of dream dream conversations or realities put out on the table early so that you don't wind up in a situation that you can escape from or that you end up giving up on yourself to stay, right? Because that's going to make it pretty miserable. thousand percent. I mean, about probably eight or nine years ago, I dated a wonderful guy who we had great chemistry and he was so fun. He was extremely outdoorsy. I am not extremely outdoorsy. I am very much an indoor cat. Um, and he, his dream was to live in a van and travel the country and chase the snow. So he would snowboard and then he would go up to Alaska and snowboard more. And that was his dream. And I just didn't see myself living in a van, right? Like I'm not gonna live in a van. Anybody can go to my Instagram and you can look at a picture of me and see why I would never live in a van. <laughs> Great dream. Not for me. I didn't realize when we broke up that that was the thing that was going to be, if we had stayed together, the end of our relationship. Hmm. Now he lives in a van with a very nice girl and has a lovely relationship. She probably also always dreamed of living in a van. Right. You know? Yeah. But me, I could have forced that. And like forced him to stay with me and, and fought for it. But for what? We don't have the same goals. We don't have this. You're not qualified to be my partner because we're not going to the same place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not worth changing someone to get there, right? Like why would one of us change? And I think, I think personally having, let's see, how long have I been married? I don't even know anymore. Eight or so years. Okay. So I think personally, the, the bigger challenge comes with at some point you realize this person isn't going to change. Like this is the forever person. Now the work comes in growing together and finding new dreams together because your dreams drastically change as you change jobs or locations or add children. Jeez, if anything's going to mess with your dreams, it's about to be that. They're wonderful and magical, but it definitely takes you down a different road. There's no one book that could prepare you for that. So growing together, but I think you're spot on. If you knew what you were about before you ever got into it, you would be better prepared to have those conversations in the forefront with that person, right? A thousand percent. And as women, we are often afraid to claim who we really are, mm-hmm. right? We're afraid to say, well, I, you know, it, like the perfect example was me with the guy with the van, right? I was afraid to tell him that I wasn't outdoorsy. So I went camping with him because I wanted him to think I was cool. I hate camping. I want running water. I know some people like camping, more power to you, go camping. But I would like to stay at a hotel. But I was afraid to say, to speak my truth because I was like, oh, he'll think that I'm like not cool and he won't want to go out with me anymore. 
Right. And do you think that that comes from this scarcity idea that someone better isn't going to come along? Thousand percent. We all think that, well, if I, you know, it's the same thing of, oh, I can make him change. It's like people don't change. Mm -hmm. You need to stop being shocked by repeated behavior. You cannot change somebody. You need to move on to a person who's the person for you. We have a scarcity mindset, especially in big cities. Like I live in Los Angeles and here, I hear it over and over again. Dating in LA is so hard. Okay, well, if you keep repeating that, what do you think you're gonna see? Right. Right? Dating is hard because you keep saying dating is hard over and over and you keep reinforcing that belief for yourself. You keep looking around and going, there are no good guys left. All the good ones are taken or gay or married. Of course, you're only seeing married guys if you keep saying that out loud. It's all you're looking for. Right. And right? you're calling it into existence by you're continuing to repeat it. It's all you're noticing. So we really, a big thing that I have my coaching clients do is watch the words that come out of your mouth or not even the words that come out of your mouth, the words that go through your head. Right. You need to think about what you're thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. And stay so conscious of that. And not just in the dating space, in all spaces, right? Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that, that self-love and those constant voices that you're feeding into yourself really, it seems crazy, but it has such a huge impact. Huge. And the more you play into that scarcity mindset of like, well, I'll just stay with him because there's no one better, or I'll stay at this job because I don't know how to get another job. The more that becomes your reality. And then the more that reinforces that thought, right? It's a vicious cycle of fear. It's a vicious cycle of scarcity if you let it happen. So you yeah. have to catch those thoughts, right? And I'm not even saying I like, I'm very upfront. I am not an optimist. I don't consider myself a positive person. I consider myself a realist. So just think less negative. I don't even need it to be all the way positive, just less negative. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you can't, you can't dance around it for goodness sakes. Like you're still going to be mad at the world. Some days you're still going to have terrible dates that happen. Like we're not asking for a hundred percent. You don't have to fill your feeds with all happy all the time. Cause that's not a good place to be in either. But like, yeah, let's just try a little harder. Maybe today you could try 25% more or, yeah. you know, or just two days of the week. Maybe we have a better. For sure. Or even just catch the negative thought and watch it, right? You don't have to that. do anything with it, but just catch it when you catch yourself like, comparing yourself to another person, right? Maybe you're scrolling social media and you're like, oh, I wish I had her body or I wish I had her engagement ring or I wish I had his bank account. Catch it because the way that you're going to start unlearning it is by noticing that it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Because so many times it's just, it's unconscious. You're not even it's totally unconscious for, I'd say probably 80% of people walk through their day without thinking about their thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So even, I love that you just said, just sit with it and see, because I think noticing what triggers it, those always show signs of where that's coming from. Like, what is the belief? Do you do some work in 
kind of turning over beliefs or going back through where some of those dating myths come from that are informing decisions now? Yeah, for sure. We do dig into like the language that we use big time around dating, around relationships, around ourselves. How do we talk about ourselves? You know, my favorite exercise that we do inside the program is actually learning to receive compliments. Mm. So a lot of women, and I do a ton of work with this. I do this exercise with almost every client. A lot of women have trouble receiving compliments, right? We'll be like modest about it or like, oh, whatever, or oh no. So I always ask my clients, when you get complimented or praised by somebody, I want you to say, thank you. I received that. Mm right? And it seems unnatural and weird when you first start doing it. But if you can learn to receive the praise that other people give you and honor yourself by taking that minute and saying, yes, thank you. I received that. You are building your self-esteem. You're building your self-confidence. You're smashing through limiting beliefs without even realizing you're doing it. Yeah. With sentence. It's, it is really hard. I, I still struggle with it. Every time I get one, I have to like Okay, just, and, and one of the things that someone said to me or that I read somewhere was, and this kind of shifted it for me and made it less uncomfortable, even though I still struggle with it, was like that person is trying to give you a gift, right? Mm -hmm. Like them giving you that compliment, they want you to receive it. So I love how you put that, like, and I receive it. Like, yes, because you have to speak it out loud. Right, 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 right. Like, Thank you. I received that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause so many times we just skate over it. We skate just go it push it to the side or, you know, I even do go so far as like, I want you to make eye contact with the person who's complimenting you because we'll look down or we'll look away or, Oh, it's no big deal. Or, Oh, it's fine. I do that all the time. Right. Or, Oh, oh it was the team like bullshit. It's not yeah. the team. No, it's nothing. No, receive the compliment. Thank you. I received that. And you know what? Maybe people will look at you weird a few times when you do it, but who cares? Because it's not about them. Right, right. And, and just start moving through this world where you are, you're taking that as a gift that someone wants to give you, period. Like, and when you don't receive it or you don't react and you play it off, you're not allowing them to give you that. Right. So if you're a person who is a constant kind of people pleaser, which a lot of women are mega people pleasers, think about it that way. When you receive the compliment, you are actually making the other person happy because they want to compliment you. They want to praise you. And if you don't receive it, you know, you're, you're selling everyone in this situation short. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh, I can't even imagine dating in the current instance of the world right now, just, and I never, gosh, was I too late on the scene? I think I missed out. I completely missed out on Tinder for sure. I did not have Tinder, um, but I missed out on kind of dating apps were even a newer thing. Uh, so how do you help people kind of navigate dating culture as it sits right now? Cause it is ever changing, but definitely in a different place. Yeah, it's, it's, it's harder than ever. And I'm not even going to beat around the bush and paint some rosy picture. It's hard right now. 
And what I do inside of my program is we talk about kind of coming back to yourself now in the time where we're all a little bit isolated so that when things do kind of get back into the swing of normality, you're really clear on everything. Mm -hmm. I am not a fan of dating apps in general. I think that there are ways to use dating apps intentionally. There are ways to use dating websites intentionally, but I think largely they are unintentional, unthoughtful. They're designed. I mean, I think a lot of people don't realize that dating apps are designed by the same type of game designers that design Candy Crush, that design slot machines. And so that it gives you that same dopamine hit that you get from mm. playing a game. It doesn't register as these are people, these are real connections. It really dehumanizes in a lot of ways. So while I do think that there are great things about dating apps, I think taking a break and cleansing yourself from them semi-regularly is, is a really healthy practice. Well, and I love your program title is Dating Detox, right? Do I have that? I think that's so great. And it's such a great time to be doing a dating detox because you can't really date anyways. Right. And what better time to like focus on you so that when you can date again, normally you're really clear on what you want. You're clear on who you are. You've broken down those barriers of the kind of beliefs that are holding you back. You've created space in your life and you're learning to create new opportunity for yourself to experience new people. Yeah. And, and you coach on self-love as well. So I assume you get some of that coaching along with this uh, dating detox, which probably just prime preps and readies you to like bust out a COVID ready to mingle. A thousand percent. I mean, one of the things that we do in the last week of the program, I call it like upgrade yourself where we actually like you choose a thing that you want to do to like give your body and mind and self a physical upgrade, right? Maybe you've always wanted to get a certain haircut or you want to try to wear red lipstick and you've never tried it before, or you've always wanted to put on a hot pink suit, right? Whatever it is, I'm a par- partial to the hot pink suit, but upgrade yourself so that you can feel confident, you can try something new. It like expands your horizons a little bit of your physicality and checks you back into your physical body. And, and then you're like, wow, I never knew I could look so amazing in red lipstick. Or I got this new fancy perfume and every time I put the perfume on, I feel like I'm like super, super hot and cool. And doing those physical things for your physical body is a form of self-care. It's showing your body that you're treating it like the special prize that it is and really honoring yourself and allowing yourself to step out into the world when we are all able to hug again and like own it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And this, this whole podcast wasn't even meant to like perfectly prep everybody for the work that you're doing. It really is just to open your mind up to these possibilities, to these ideas that you deserve the things that you want. And if you need help with that, there are people doing this work to help you tap into those things. Cause it's kind of hard 
um, without prompts to get to those spaces. A thousand percent. And that's kind of all of my frameworks that I've developed have been just the stuff that works for me. You know, I created these coaching programs out of what I needed when I was on the same journey and I couldn't find it all in one space. I couldn't find it anywhere. So I was like, I'm just going to grab this, all of these different things, these different practices, these different frameworks, these different exercises, these prompts, and put them all in one place of what worked for me. And I hope that it works for other people. I mean, I know that it does because I've seen the proof. You know, I have a living proof walking out around in the world right now. So I know that that it does, if you do the work, you will reap the benefits. Yeah. And anytime that you're doing self-work, you know, you're never going to regret putting in that time or that money. And it seems, it seems sort of frivolous, but I'm telling you, this is where to put your money to work. This will set off waves like you wouldn't believe. Um, I didn't realize it until I spent the money and invested in a coach for myself, what that actually meant. Like I didn't understand what you get from, from coaching until I paid a coach and, and was like, Oh, that's what that investment is for. You're investing in the transformation and the end result. Yeah. Yeah. And, and no question, like no matter what your budget is, no matter what you need, like you can get there. What I can tell you from my own experience is the less help that you lean on, uh, the longer, the harder the process will be. So you can navigate it alone. You're, you're perfectly able. There are definitely enough resources out there. It's just, you're going to have to be ready to keep bouncing and pivoting and moving and sign up for a process that you have no idea how long it's going to take to kind of get you there. Um, whereas coaches are practice in their development of what they know works and they know the prompts to kind of pull those deeper things out of you that you may not be able to pull out of yourself. Um, It took me five years plus on my journey of figuring it out myself before I hired a coach. Once I hired a coach, we're talking years were what it would have taken me years happening in months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know my journey was six years of like, okay, this is what I want to do, dealing with my own stuff, getting over it, falling down, getting over it, falling down. Then finally, two and a half, three years ago, being like, okay, are we good now? Like we're, we're three years in, we haven't gotten anywhere. So are you actually going to do something now? And then really diving into that getting super serious about it, you know, probably about a year, two years ago and doing that work every day. And I'm still not there. Um, but yeah, I always say the, the real work begins when you get sick of your own shit. <laughs> right. Right. And, and, you know, with dating, I don't know that the shit was, I mean, I dated some real winners, let me tell you. Um, I don't know that it was them as much as it was me and what I was allowing. Had I just known these things about myself and sat down 
and made them known to myself, not even known to other people. I didn't even know. Um, that would have made all the difference. Yeah. I mean, if you could just be, if we could all be really honest with ourselves from the beginning, right. Rather than, of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. You can look back and see where you've come from, but what if you could start looking in instead of back? Right. Right. If we could all be more honest with ourselves about what we want and be really clear and really direct, your path will be much easier because you'll know what's not for you. Yes. Which is just as important as knowing what's for you is knowing what's not for you. I think almost the most important because it's like you, you just have kind of this fine tooth comb, like a karate chop way of working through the world. Like, nope, not for me. Nope, not for me. And it's so clear cut at that point. Um, and then you just aren't wasting time in, in spaces where you aren't allowed to be authentic. Right. And you're not wasting time, like wondering, is this for me? Is this not? No, you know, it's not right. Or it is. And then, you know, right. And you just know, right? Like you walk into rooms and you know, you can feel it. Yeah. It's hard to get clarity, especially if, if you're listening to this and you're feeling like, well, that's so much easier said than done. Yeah. It's way easier said than done, but it's much easier to get clarity when you have perspective of a third party, right? A neutral person who doesn't know you. You know, you can ask your best friend, you can ask your husband, you can ask your sister. They all are coming from their own lens of the way they see you. Mm -hmm. It's not an unbiased opinion, right? I always like to remember that like every person who's ever met you knows a different version of you. And that is what they're gonna advise. They're not gonna be able to see you neutrally. They're not gonna be able to see you from an unbiased perspective because they love you. They probably want the best for you and they're informing you based on their experiences in life. So asking for advice and help and clarification from people in your circle, while it's important on a lot of things, on your journey of personal growth and development can actually be sometimes harmful, mm. you know? Yeah, I I think that's that's so so true. It, it can. Um, you know, I had struggles venturing into the entrepreneur space and I think people just want to protect you. Like yeah. their intentions are good. Mm -hmm. no, their intentions are not bad. They're trying to keep you safe. And while I honor that, sometimes you have to, I talked about this on Instagram yesterday. Sometimes you have to make the dangerous choice, right? If you want something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. Right. Right. Oh, yes. Wow. We could talk for three hours. We won't. We won't make everybody listen to that. We'll talk <laughs> offline. We'll have, coffee, you know, over Zoom. Um, but can you give us all, as we're nearing the end here, three kind of things that helped you in your journey or three things that help people that you work with that you rely on or have relied on? Yes, absolutely. The first thing is gonna be a book recommendation. This is specifically for dating. Um, the book Attached by, I have a copy of it right here actually because I was just working with it. Attached Yay. by Amir Levine and Rachel Heller. This is a book about attachment styles. This applies to dating. It's about the science of relationships. But if you start to understand your attachment style, 
um, it, you realize that it bleeds over into every area of your life. Mm. It applies to your family relationships. It applies to your work relationships. And once you start to understand that, you can begin to unlearn the things that are holding you back. So that book was a huge game changer for me. I recommend it for every single dating client that I have. I wish I wrote it. I'm really jealous. <laughs> so that would be probably the first thing that I would um, recommend that helped me on my journey. The second thing would be um, to understand that investment in yourself pays out tenfold. Whether that's a coach, whether that's a conference, when you invest in yourself, when the, when the tide rolls into the harbor, it lifts all the boats, right? So when you invest in yourself, all of the things in your life start to align more clearly. Mm -hmm. And that looks different for everybody, right? Like maybe the investment is buying that book. Love it, do it, dive into the book, go all in. But understanding that like, you're the one who needs to do the work and don't be afraid to ask for help. So attached, investment itself. And then probably the third one would be, I wish if I could go back and say one thing to my younger self, it would be ask for what you want and be direct. Stop trying to be the cool girl. Mm. Stop trying to be cool. Just ask for what you want. Say what you want. You want to raise? Say you want to raise. You want to get married? You got to tell them you want to get married. I have a client who's been in a relationship with a guy for six years. She really wants to get married. I said, is he planning on proposing? She said, I don't know. Did you not talk about it? She said, no, I'm too scared to tell him. I'm scared he'll leave me. He's never going to know. Nobody's ever going to guess that you want something if you don't tell them first. Yes. I love that. I love all of this wisdom. And I really have loved just following you on Instagram and just having you a part of my circle. So I appreciate you for that. You can definitely check out my Instagram page, the death of a dream um, and look at the pages that I follow. That's where you'll find Anna Rose. And um, where can we find you? Where are all the places? What are your handles? How do we get yeah. you in our space? My favorite platform to hang out on is Instagram. My handle is at Anna Rose. Um, don't even ask me how I got that handle. It is such a long story. Um, but that's my favorite platform. I'm on Instagram every single day. You can, from Instagram, you can go to the link in my bio and see all my stuff. You can go to my website. You can check out my Amazon list. I love recommending products. That's like totally my hobby. You can schedule a call with me. I do free strategy calls for anybody who's considering coaching. So you can kind of get an idea of what it would be like to work with me and, you can find me a little bit on Facebook. Um, I'm around on there, but Instagram is really my jam. Like that's really where you're going to find me and all the good stuff. There's tons of resources on my page. I've got IGTV videos for days, uh, highlights full of actionable content and tools for women to change their lives. I love it. Yeah. You're like a Instagram OG. So I bet you have a lot of content. I've been around for a while. <laughs> If we all would have started Instagram then, ah, curse you. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to sign off today. Go follow her. Go stalk her. I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed in the content. And everybody, have a great day. As always, you're smart. You're strong. You're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thanks for listening today. Really, don't you feel like you just grew? I mean, seriously. So 
since you probably aren't going to remember any of the links that she just dropped, seriously, come on. I know I'm the same way. I have put it all in the show notes. That's where you can like, follow, and inspire your Insta feed or wherever you hang out. Be sure to follow my last guest. As always, we do perform based on reviews, so feel free to give us a shout out wherever you find stars on your podcast app. We always appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening and joining this community today.